come. Walk down the winding path. Don't mind the spooks and monsters. They stay hidden within the trees. There are mysteries in this world that you need to know, and paranormal truths that need to be told. Come, step up into the caravan while we share tales of old, as well as new accounts about things you thought only existed in your nightmares. Thank you for stopping by the Caravan of Lore. Please take a moment to review our presentation and rate us on your favorite listening platform. And remember, you can be an integral part of the show by becoming our patron. You can follow us at the Caravan Library of Lore group page on Facebook or the Caravan of Lore on both Instagram and Twitter. If you have had an experience or peculiar event happen to you, please feel free to share. Just visit for all the information just mentioned at caravanoflore.com. The Day I Met Bigfoot. We are going to be speaking to the author of the book, The Day I Met Bigfoot, Craig Durham. Craig, thank you so much for stopping by the caravan. How are you, my friend? Good. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I've been excited to talk to you when uh, Jennifer first made contact with you, so I kind of jumped into the book to find out a little bit more about your personal experience. This, what you had an encounter back in 1998 I don't want to give away too much of the book because of the fact that that's the point of having the book is to read it for yourself. But I did get involved with some reviews, and I was really impressed by the fact that it is an easier read. It's not so much a a novel story. It's just your personal story and how it ties into you emotionally and with your family and friendship and the experience in, in which you had. You want to just kind of touch base a little bit of talking points about that day, how life-changing that may have been for you? Sure. I mean, obviously it was, um, you know, an interesting time. It was 20 years ago, uh-huh. like you said, and um, it's it's not a story that I went around telling uh, many people, but... Um, I, I think with a lot of convincing from uh, a guy at work who is really into Bigfoot and, you know, involved in the community, Bigfoot community, and he just kind of, I think, over over the years just kept pushing me to get it out there. You know, people will appreciate the story. They'll want to hear it. And, you know, the people who believe will will be thankful, to, you know, to have the information, so absolutely. I eventually just figured, yeah, well, what the what the heck, why not? So, here well, we are. well, I've noticed within the last month, and this may be good timing for you because the book is just recently released, is it not? Uh, yes, it was um, July, July uh, two thousand eighteen. Okay, and I have noticed within the past month a a very large resurgence in the 
in the bipedal, both, you know, Sasquatch, Bigfoot, however people want to refer to it as, in popularity again. And I know it comes in waves. It seems to be the algorithm. And right now we're, we're really into a pinnacle of a lot of Bigfoot activity at this time of year. So a lot of people are talking about it. So your release of this book is probably very impeccable timing. And good for you and congratulations on coming out with this book. Yeah, I mean, I gotta say, you know, I'm very surprised with the response. You know, I figured if I sell a couple copies, then I'd be happy with that, you know, mm-hmm. someone other than uh, friends and family. But yeah, the fact that it's done so well, I'm shocked. Oh, that's and fantastic. Like you said, maybe it is popular now. I don't know if I just notice it, you know, because I'm paying attention mm-hmm. or it, it actually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, more popular now, but I guess lucky timing on my part. Well, let me ask you a couple of questions that, you know, maybe you've been asked before in the past and maybe not. What was your exposure to Bigfoot prior to having this experience? Uh, definitely no exposure. Uh, I, I grew up in suburbs in Boston, so I, I definitely didn't have any exposure. The only real uh, outdoors, you know, experience even that I had is just doing some camping um, with my family as a kid, and you know, me and some friends and some uh, you know neighborhood kids, we would ride our bikes down to the, the pond and um, some of the woods around you know my local neighborhood. But yeah, nothing, uh, no experience. I've never. I, I don't think I, I do mention this in the book. We kind of a friend of mine who's in the book that we talked to each other. It's like, we've never thought about Bigfoot. We've never mentioned it mm-hmm. uh, before this experience. We never, you know, the, we, we never had any experience. I don't think um, we ever mentioned it to each other right. you know, before this. Right. So yeah, definitely no experience before that. That's for sure. So then that would make it a much more profound event for you to come across something like this probably more than those that are familiar with the subject and then to come across it. I'm only guessing. I don't know. How would you know? Uh, Being a a novice, so to speak, in the field and not having any previous experience and then to come across the the encounter in what you did have, I I would imagine that would be a life-changing moment for you. Definitely a life-changing experience. Right. Um, can't, you can't forget something like that, that's for sure. No, I would imagine not. Uh, can I ask you, did you get any kind of flack from people that you did share your story with? You mean as far as the book or just... Well, both both the book or in general, if you did share that story before the book or even after the book, have you noticed any kind of pushback or any kind of negative um, feedback from from people that may not be familiar with the whole bipedal creature story? Well, with with the book itself, honestly, no. I, I'm surprised that it's gotten such a positive response. That's great. And, That's um, good. Yeah, I haven't had any... You know, I've had a, one or two, um, you know, critical reviews on, like, Amazon, and one was basically more so talking about how um, you know, we were young kids at the time and how we weren't prepared 
when we went into the woods, you know, and it's like we were just going for a, a mountain bike ride. We weren't right. going for any, uh, you know, right, like trip to or Bigfoot expedition or anything like right. that. So honestly, that's the only critical, um, you know, ne- negativity to the story. Yeah. But before the uh, uh, I, I, like I said, we really didn't, we told a few people years ago and uh, other than friends and family, you know, we didn't really pursue going out and, you know, kind of tell anybody in on like a professional level. Right. Right. Well, it, you know, it's a curious question, but you know, I, I've heard that question being asked over the years, uh, to witnesses that have had an encounter and it seems as though, as of late, the mainstream is starting to become a lot more relaxed with not giving so much flack because there are so many thousands of witnesses that have had either sightings or just unusual events take place around them, including myself. And I think the naysayer crowd is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So it's very encouraging for me to hear from you that you're not getting much flack other than the fact of you you always have the cynic and the critic that'll say, well, why didn't you get a picture? Why were you not prepared for, you know, a six-month expedition? Why didn't you have this? Why didn't you have that? There's always, you know, the, let's say, backseat driver critic. Yeah, and I have gotten some, um, you know, people ask me, it's like, you know, well, where's... With the evidence, where's right. your hair samples, and right. where's your uh, mm-hmm. castings and things like this. And, and, you know, as I talk about in the book, this was like a freak thing. We're, we're in the woods for a mountain bike ride. Right. You know, we didn't even know about the hair samples and the, or foot castings. Oh, sure we, didn't, we didn't have the, you know, there's not things that we knew about that you should pay attention to. We didn't have the materials to do that anyway. Right. It's like, you know, this was just such a, a freak thing and... You know, uh, kind of an accidental encounter, I guess. Uh huh. Um, so yeah, I mean, but I, yeah, definitely, uh, there's now, again, I'm probably paying attention to it more so now, but I do see, even just looking on like Instagram and, and things like that, you do see, but there's a ton of encounters and just information out there in general. Right. More so now you, probably than, than ever, you know? Right. Do you find yourself a little bit more included in the Bigfoot community? And I'm part of the Bigfoot community, you know, people that talk about it in both podcasts and radio shows and books. Do you find yourself a little bit more intrigued and involved in the community, or do you just share what you share and you continue on with your normal set of life, or has this changed you in a way to want to get more answers of what is this thing? I mean, I haven't gotten involved other than just putting my story out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't met up with anybody else. I haven't done anything else. But um, I i mean, I'm not opposed to that. I, I, I don't know if I would go and say, like, I kind of ignored the whole subject over these past years or whatever, but I just kind of never pursued it. I didn't realize how big that, I guess you could say, that the community is. Right. So, um, right. You know, it's all not new to me, but it's a little more like eye-opening, revealing that it is mm-hmm. such a you know a strong community out there. That, um, and I think that's why I've gotten such a positive response to the book too, because people have had these encounters and can relate. You know, can I ask you what 
location this occurred in? Uh, yes, this was um, down a little outside uh, Mount Shasta, with, up in Northern California. Okay. And we were just out there, so coming from Boston, you know, this was uh, me and a buddy of mine, and we were out there to help my brother, who was moving from one part of the state to the other. And um, you know, we've got a big mountain bikers here in Boston. We grew up in New Hampshire and Maine and, um, you know, some local areas. Mm-hmm. So when we were out in California, my brother just happened to have some mountain bikes. You know, we're looking on some magazines. We see Mount Shasta. So oh, let's just go check out this area. Right. We're, we're on vacation. We didn't have anything to do with plenty of time. So, you know, we tossed the bikes in our rental car and we went up there and, you know, probably being used to the the woods and the, the trails in kind of New England, you always kind of end up uh, behind like a shopping mall or on a road somewhere. It's like you really never get lost. Right. Um, so we weren't really, I don't know, we, we were young and stupid. We weren't really thinking. <laughs> Just go for a, a bike ride up in the area, not realizing how fast and, you know, big this area is. So I'm not sure that young and stupid is the correct term because I'm sure you're not stupid. I've it probably just young and naive, and we all go through that yeah, stage, and, I, and then we find ourselves in a situation that we didn't expect it to have to deal with. So, you know, that's understandable. Yeah, I, I, you're certainly not stupid by any means. Uh, but we we're, were definitely a little ignorant to the area, not not knowing the area, not knowing how, I guess, easy it was to to get lost in that area. Right. Um, you know, I mean, I guess it, it, it did give us this, uh, life changing, uh, event in the long run, but, right. um, you know, it was an interesting uh, few days that we spent up there for sure. For your own personal sake, have you taken a look at any sighting maps around Mount Shasta? Because that is certainly a hot spot for a lot of these, uh, sightings and encounters. And I don't know if you've ever, uh, taken the time to take a look at just an overall pinpoint view map of that area and all the sightings that do come out of there. It is a tremendous hotspot, not only for Bigfoot, but for UFO sightings and other strange events that happen there as well. Have you taken a look at anything like that? Um, I mean, I haven't noticed anything. It's never really looked as far as Mount Shasta. I mean, I, I think just you always see it like the, the northern Pacific um, part of the country and you know, mm-hmm. how you know, like Oregon and Washington State and also, you know, I know that there's always sightings up there and all sorts of um, some things going on up there. But as far as Mount Shasta itself, I, no, I wasn't really aware that that, that was such a hot spot. Yeah. But, uh, that was, um, you know, again, this was 20 years ago when we, um, We'd never been there before. Actually, never even been there since. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, that's interesting. No. So, then I need to ask this question. The cover of the book, how much does that represent what you saw, what is actually on the cover of your book, as far as the creature goes? Um, I, I mean, it is kind of just a little silhouette drawing, but, uh, yeah, it was that's definitely pretty accurate, and really, you can see us uh, on. Yeah, you know, I got 
of us on the bike on the picture as well. Right. But that was, um, yeah, I would, uh, I'd say it's a pretty, uh, good representation. I wow. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, look, a lot of witness, uh, experiencers do pretty much describe what is on the cover of your book as far as what it is that they saw, at least not so much the pose that it's in, but at least the body style, the, the head, the broad shoulders, and just this massive creature that just is there unexpectedly. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's interesting. I, I, I wanted to ask that because I didn't know if that would just be a standard book cover, whether it had your stamp of approval on it or not. And it was, yeah, I actually, was a, I, I actually made that. I created, you know, I did all the, Oh, that's fantastic. I did the cover of the back cover and wow. all that myself. So. That's fantastic. So since this experience, um, you have seen, maybe you haven't, I don't know, uh, the Roger Patterson Gimlin film, the famous film from 1967, I believe, 1968. Of, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Yep, so yep, what's your opinion? Exactly so what's your opinion of that? Do you, is that kind of a close representation to something that you saw? Do you believe that? What they captured on film is an actual, and of course, there is no right or wrong answer here, and it's not meant to be scrutinized. I just was curious about your opinion I, of what you think. Well, I would say, as far as the reputation of the, you know, what you're, what you're watching and the, the actions and the movement, I would say it's definitely accurate. Uh -huh. Um, and the look and, you know, the, the size, I think, but, um, uh, I'm probably, you know, just from just from what I've heard about, uh, you know, kind of the backstory of of the two guys. I guess I'm fifty fifty. I you know believe it's a hoax or not, but um, uh -huh. uh, on that though, I mean, yeah, it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty good video, and I'd say the you know the representation is pretty uh, pretty accurate. That's for sure. Well, that's pretty close to to, to what we saw. Definitely. That's uh. Pretty interesting to hear you say that. You know, like I spoke on uh, an upcoming show that we're doing, uh, and I had a conversation with another experiencer also, and he happens to be a radio partner with me over at the Supernormal. And okay, yeah. and you know, his opinion. He did ask me. He's like, "So, what is your opinion of the Roger Patterson Gimlin film?" And I said, you know, the first time I saw it, I was a kid. I was a little kid, and the first time I saw it, I you're talking about somebody that's looking at the world through uh, very, very clear eyes, not really affected by the world yet. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, well, that's a real creature. And ever since then, I've yeah. always felt that what I see in that film is a, is a real creature. Am I right? Am I wrong? Uh, that's, you know, that's for somebody else to figure out down the road. It's just my gut reaction that seeing something like that, yeah, monsters do exist. And here I'm thinking they only exist in the Pacific Northwest. But since I've been researching in this field, they're all over the country, even out by you out in, you know, the Boston and the White Mountain areas up in New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania. Uh, their sightings 
all over the country, down in Florida. So, you know, needless to say, I think there's different. Yeah, you never know. I think there's and, di- and, different you know, types. I, I was just reading this story actually about um, like a group of people in uh, down in like the middle of South Africa somewhere that had been discovered that no one ever knew, you know, that this group of people was there and they had never had any, any, um, you know, interaction with a civilized world. So it just goes to show there is, you know, people or, or probably animals out there that have yet to be discovered. Right, so, right. Well, I have a feeling that, you know, whatever it is that we're dealing with, and, and I can ask you that question probably as we wrap this up, but I have a feeling that with whatever this creature is, probably is doing its its best just to stay out of the human way. Because, in my opinion, we are a very dangerous creature ourselves, and they probably know that. They probably have that instinct, their own language, whatever. And it the whole objective of their survival is to just stay away. I don't know that there's so much aggressiveness to want to harm us, but I think they really just would rather remain obscure they're curious i i think there's a lot of curiosity that goes on with them uh in a lot of other witness testimonies uh they do come around they they want to know what's going on but i think all in all they would rather just keep to themselves and not have a whole lot of interaction with us and remains an undiscovered creature just because of that and it's just my take on it. yeah i mean yeah, who knows? I would say definitely with what we had experienced, mm-hmm. it, it definitely had some um, curiosity of, of us, and you know, it was kind of a, a short encounter. Uh, you reading the story, you know, there's a couple of things that happened, but as far as I would say, it was pretty curious of us, and almost um, it wasn't exactly trying to to hide from us, but, uh, you know, maybe just the, the one that we saw was had a little more curiosity than, than the others, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, and it is such an area that, again, it's such a big, vast area up in that part of the country, that who knows, you know? Right. Well, you were in their backyard, so, you know, if somebody comes into That's my true, backyard, yeah. I'm going to stand there and say, well, what are you doing in my backyard? You know, out of curiosity as well. So, you know, can't say I blame them for that. You know, there is the, uh, there's always been the debate and conversation about, you know, to shoot one or not to shoot one in order to confirm its existence. Now, for you being an experiencer and actually having an encounter, I don't think anybody ever needs to prove to you that these things are real. I've never seen one myself, but I am convinced that they're out there. There's no question in my mind, just because of, you know, great people like yourself and so many other people and close friends that I have that have had experience and have witnessed these creatures, uh, whether they were looking for them or not. And look, just from them telling me their story and the things that I have seen, I'm convinced that, yes, these this is part of our planet. They are creatures that live here. 
but are, I don't know if you even thought about that debate of shoot one to prove its existence or just leave them be. Well, you know, it's funny, actually. We do kind of talk about that in the book because later, later in the story, you know, after our encounter where we're thinking it's such a, a huge deal, you know, as soon as we get out of those woods, we gotta go. We gotta, we gotta talk to somebody. We gotta tell somebody this. We gotta you know, call the news or call the police. Or, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, we we're, we're kind of young kids at the time, so it's like, you know, kind of naive to the whole subject. But um, yeah, but then we also wonder too. It's like, well, you know, do we want to do that? And then what if people come up here and start hunting it? And you know, so we. We were kind of perplexed at that at that age, even too. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I've heard, I haven't heard that people say, "Oh, well, if you see one, you know, shoot it, so we can study it and um, you know, kind of, I guess, prove its existence, right? Discover, yeah, discover it, you know. But uh, I don't know. I, I guess I could see that um, that point, but. You know, I, I don't know. It's like, who who are we to go and kill this thing? Is, is it more right. human or right. what? You know what I mean? It's kind of a no, interesting debate. It is an interesting debate, and you know, I look. If it were me, I don't think I would. I don't think I could. I don't think I could shoot it, and just to prove it, because then I'm proving it to take the glory for myself, and none of this is about me to begin with. So. I guess, you know, if I were in that situation and I had the opportunity to squeeze the trigger, I don't think I would. I, I really, and I say I don't think I would unless, you know, my life depended on it and it's, you know, either me or it. But no, to take one out for me personally, I don't think I would even yeah. stand yeah, in I'm, that I'm camp. with you on that. I would definitely lean more towards the, you know, let it be. Right. Um if I was out there, I'm not a hunter or anything like that, but I was in that, you know, situation where I had a, a gun or something of hunting and right. cross one again, I, right. I, I don't think I could do it. Yeah. Well, that's a good answer. I mean, like I said, there is no right or wrong answer. It's just, you know, it is an argument and it has been going on and there's a lot of people that are in the camp of, no, you got to shoot one to prove it. Well, look, there's... Yeah, and there's, I think some people are just out to try to get possibly that notoriety of right you know being the one who proved right. that it's out there right um you know but yeah i agree not necessarily you. you know into the the, the science of it or, mm-hmm. or whatever it is just the notoriety but you know yeah well i i I, ca- I categorize it as being motivated by money and not by morals so, yeah, that's you know, true. and there's, yeah. and there's plenty of us, Definitely. there's plenty, not of us, but there's plenty of people out there that are really motivated by the dollar. And I think they want to try to solve this mystery just to, you know, make money off the deal. And I think that's yeah, for the wrong reason. I really think that's for the wrong reason. Do you, uh, plan on doing any more writing since you've done this book or is this kind of wrap it up for you as um, far as writing is concerned? I, I think that's, yeah, I think that's probably it. I mean, you know, I'm not, I don't really consider myself like a writer or, or an, an author or anything like that. Um, it's just this one particular story, an event in my life that, um, 
you know, I kind of just gave it a shot and threw it out there. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I haven't had, had, have had a few people ask me like, you know, what about going back to the area and maybe revisiting the area and kind of writing about that experience and all that. But, um, right. Eh, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, the, the, the story is pretty complete. I think so far as, as far as what's in the book now, I think. Well, you know, on behalf of, you know, myself and Jennifer as well, I have to say thank you for writing the book and sharing your story with the world. Uh, because no, it, it is, no, seriously, it is a really interesting story. It really is. And I don't know of any Bigfoot encounter story that hasn't been really interesting because no two are alike. There's the similarities yeah. in what they saw, but the encounter was completely different for everybody, and the way everybody reacts to what they saw is completely different. And that's what makes part of all of this so interesting to me, because I don't get tired of it. So I have to say thank you on behalf of the caravan of lore for just sharing your story with the world and writing the book. The day I met Bigfoot, it's that's a perfect name for a book too. <laughs> I gotta give yeah. you on that one. That's a perfect yeah. name for the book. It really is. <laughs> By the way, where can people find your book to buy it? Uh, you can pretty much get it anywhere. I mean, it's you know Barnes and Noble, Amazon, Walmart. dot com, or um, you know whatever. If, if you're, even if you're, uh, out of the country, you know, United Kingdom, whatever, it's pretty much on Amazon or all sorts of stores. It seems like, um, no, I think pretty much anywhere. Well, that's great. Good. Well, the, the name of the book is The Day I Met Bigfoot. The author is Craig Durham. Craig, I really appreciate it. And you know, if you ever have a run in with a dog man, I expect you to write a book on that too, but hopefully you don't <laughs> okay. have a run in with a dog man because uh, yeah, right. I happen to live in right in the hot spot of dog man. And I, I just, I don't want to run into that thing because for some yeah, reason can, it, yeah. it, it seems like that thing is a little bit more of a nasty attitude than. Uh, a Sasquatch, but I could be wrong. I don't know. But yeah, if you run into a dog man, you can write your next book, The Day I Met Dog Man. <laughs> I will. Okay. All right. You, you can promise us that. But thank you, Craig, so much for stopping by the Caravan of Lore. I greatly appreciate it. Again, the name of the book is The Day I Met Bigfoot. You can find it on Amazon.com or at a lot of your brick and mortar stores. And I'm sure some libraries will probably have it too. If you can't afford the book, you can always go to your public library and they'll be happy to order it for you. And then you can check it out and give it a read. It is an actually, it's an, it's not a thick novel. It's an easy read. So, you know, it's pretty well versed for most ages to read. And that was, that's another thing I wanted to bring up too, that it is, you could probably read the book in a day. So yeah, it's it's definitely um, it's not a long book, and you know I've, I've had a lot of people actually tell me that it's it's almost like I'm sitting there with them telling the story. Exactly, and, that's you know, a good way of putting you know, it. Yes, yes, that's a good way. Yeah, of putting I don't know. It. I wouldn't. I don't like do that on purpose. I guess it's just basically me sitting down in front of my laptop and you know writing it from my perspective. Right. Um, 
So that's just how it came out. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I would uh, definitely uh, well, be like thankful I... for anybody who does pick it up. Well, there you go. Thank you, Craig, so much for joining us at the Caravan Library of Lore. I appreciate it. And, of course, you know, if you do have another encounter, I would love to have you back on and we'll discuss that. But who knows what those <laughs> so, odds yep. are going to be like, but we'll see. Yeah. Thank you so much, Craig. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. From childhood's hour, I have not been as others were. I have not seen as others saw. I could not bring my passions from a common spring. From the same source I have not taken my sorrow. I could not awaken my heart to joy at the same tone. And all I loved, I loved alone. Then, in my childhood, in the dawn of a most stormy life, was drawn from every depth of good and ill, the mystery which binds me still. From the torrent or the fountain, from the red cliff of the mountain, from the sun that round me rolled in its autumn tint of gold, from the lightning in the sky as it passed me flying by, from the thunder in the storm and the cloud that took the form when the rest of heaven was blue, of a demon in my view. Watch your step, let you move on days. It lay there quarantined underneath your last breath. Hold your tongue, still I've gone. The beast that follows is close, but we'll move on. Snake eyes always on my tail. Snake eyes always up ahead. Oh, snake eyes hidden in the dark. Snake eyes better catch a spark.
dark.